Well, praise the Lord, and good day to you. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Welcome to my office here at Crossway Church. This is our Old Path Bible Study. We're studying the book of Hebrews, and we're excited about what the Lord is showing us. And I know He's only got more for us. Again, we're in chapter 10. Uh, to, this is going to be part 14 today on this second day of May, 2022. The second day of May is always special to me, brings a, a big memory uh, back to my mind every year. Is that 42 years ago on this day, I graduated from Marine Corps boot camp. One of the happiest days of my life <laughs> to get out of the Marine Corps boot camp. Boy, what a great deliverance that was for me, but a great accomplishment as well, and, and just learned a lot back in those days. But I always remember May the 2nd. Uh, because I graduated from the Marine Corps boot camp, which was for me quite an accomplishment. And I'm thankful the Lord that allowed me to go through all that, and I learned so much uh, that the Lord reminds me of in ministry today toward my own self and others from some things that I, I saw and experienced back then. And and I love it how he shows us now spiritual things according to the truth of his word based on, you know, experiences that, that we have had in our lives, whether we were failing or we were trusting in him and overcoming in our experience. But anyway, I always remember that day some 42 years ago. And uh, also I want to uh, let everybody know that uh, very, very soon, uh, in the next week or so, uh, we're going to have on our website, in our store, there's an icon that says store on our website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and all the things that I've been writing over the last handful of years, uh, uh, I, I've put together and I'm working on putting more together. Uh, and it's going to be in the store for your 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 uh, opportunity to purchase at a very very cheap price. Uh, the thing, the commentaries that I've written on Galatians, First and Second Peter, Psalms 119, and I'm just now writing Psalms. I'm in chapter 29, so I probably won't get it finished before the Lord comes, but. If I do, it'll be available one of these years ahead. But also, uh, Proverbs chapters 1 through 5, and uh, a special booklet, special to my heart, more so than most of all the others, uh, is a booklet called Let's Talk About Righteousness. So, these that I've mentioned to you uh, will be available very soon. And I will be sharing on social media when they uh, become available. And uh, there, uh, three of them are being printed now, and the others are still in their editing and formatting mode. So there's nothing like learning and studying the Word of God in the context in which it was written. And our Savior, Jesus, said that the Scriptures were about Him. And uh, He said the volume of the book was written of him and therefore when you, when you find a minister or an author uh, who has written or who preaches and teaches whoever they might be wherever they might be who are expounding in the word of God based on the redemptive plan of God you're going to have 
a demonstration of the spirit and of the power of God. You're going to have it. And the church, I understand, is so backslidden, so far backslidden, that when we hear the message of the cross, when we hear the pure power of God's gospel, most Christians sit idly by and wish they'd have done something else or wish they'd have had that other preacher that had them up and swinging from the chandeliers. But I'm telling you, God moves in the gospel, through the gospel, changes lives, saves lives, delivers lives through the gospel, for it is the power of God. And I'm thankful to know that today and to be sharing that today, no matter who likes it, who don't like it, who, who's actually seeing the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. It makes no difference. We keep sharing that. There's always only been a few, and there will always only be a few across the globe who learn to keep trusting, keep tasting daily in that death of the Lord Jesus Christ that they might show his life. It's the only avenue of expressing Christ is the tasting of that death of Christ. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's look at verse 24 as we'll roll a little further today. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, colon, He's not through there. He's not changing the subject. He's going to continue on in what it means to consider one another, to provoke one another unto love and to good works. So he continues by saying, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. See, this is all one batch. This is all one thought. This is all one direction, instruction given to you and me as the church. That if we're, gonna, if we're going to consider each other to provoke unto love and to good works, we're going to have to be involved in the assembling together of ourselves. Only that three-headed hideous monster of self who 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 doesn't want either doesn't want to be in a congregational setting, or if he does, if he is, I'm talking about that carnal fleshly part of us. If he does agree to get in to to a local assembly, it won't be one preaching the message of the cross because that is what if we learn how to take it up each day denies him. But, but number one, he don't want to be there. He thinks. Listen, flesh, flesh that is never is a never-ending striving against the Spirit, Galatians 5 and 17. He will always try to get us to opt out of obedience to the Word of God. And the way he does that, simply, is by talking us into not taking up the cross. You must take the cross up. It, 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 people who, who who have all these excuses as to why they are doing this and shouldn't or not doing this, and the Bible says should, that's carnal. That's flesh. He's getting his way. He's getting his way. That I call it the three-headed hideous monster. Me, myself, and I. Self-pride, self-love, self-pity. All in the name of the Lord hiding so deceitful, so deceptive, 
the, the, and, and I've said it lately, the, the most horrible evil thing that you could point at and say, how could they do something so evil? The Bible says that our hearts are deceitfully wicked above all things. That thing that we point at and says that's so wicked, our hearts are deceitfully, desperately wicked above all things. So the only answer for that selfish, prideful heart Jesus taught is the cross. When we take it up, not talk about it, take it up. If I'm talking about the cross, that don't mean I'm taking it up. I gotta when I take it up, self's being denied, and when self's being denied, I'm walking in obedience to the word of God, and I'm not making excuses as to why I'm not. Excuses that remove our disobedience to the word, our doing of the word, is the carnal, the fleshly guy having his way. That selfish, deceitful, hideous monster of self. He wants to rule, and he will rule. It's not just about a sin nature, folks. When we trust in the cross, that sin nature is dormant. We're not dominated by the sin nature any longer, but you still got a problem in the flesh. The answer for both is the cross, but this is why Jesus taught a daily cross, because self is a daily, all-day, long issue. And the only answer is the cross. And when we take the cross up and self is denied, the new man, the hidden inner man, is living now according to the word of God and expressing the life of Christ. But instead of the excuses as to why we're not doing this we should or doing this we shouldn't, we take the cross up and that self, that selfish, fleshly, carnal thing that tries to deceive us to, to do things our way is denied. And now instead of him being glorified, Christ is glorified. You do understand your flesh, I'm talking about that selfish thing, hates God. It hates God with a passion because God won't let it glory in his presence. It can't glory. There is no glorying through our flesh and what it wants, its desires, its emotions, its feelings in the presence of God. He will not allow it. It has. There's only one thing that, that God sees pleasing in him when it's concerning the flesh and that it's being denied through our faith in the cross. Are you okay? So if we're going to consider one another and to provoke each other unto love and to good works, we're going to have to be in the assembling of ourselves together. Now, I'm not talking about incapacitated folk. I'm not talking about folks that can't be. I'm talking about folks that can be who are not. They all know who they are. They're in every town, they're in every city of America. I'm, not, I'm also not talking about people who don't have a, 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 ch a church in their entire town or city that is preaching the message of the cross, the message that saves, the message that brings us to a place of learning how to uh, uh, possess our vessels in sanctification and honor, learning how to live for God, learning how the Holy Spirit works, how the sin nature is put away. Many towns and cities do not, as many, hundreds and thousands of churches there in some of these big cities 
And where are those who are pointing to the cross? Where are they? They're very few if they exist at all. Very few if they exist at all. But they are popping up everywhere. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. Because in these last days, God is raising up ministers who are He is giving them His determination to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified so that we can live for God. Walk after the Spirit according to the Word and not our own carnal self. See, self will make you think you're in revival, but you're nowhere near it. Self is, is the one that says revival's coming, this and that's coming. Self wants you to think something's coming because if you think it's only coming, he's trying to get you to avoid what you already have. The access to, the, to this revival that you already have. Self is trying to get you to avoid what you already really have as a child of God. You've already been given everlasting life. Lay hold on it, Paul told Timothy. So, he says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. This happens in the assembling together, our coming together to worship. And again, that can be in a house, that can be in a in a uh, a building, but 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 it's not talking about it's not talking about just that which you want. It's talking about established places of worship with a gift, Ephesians 4, a gift, a, a, a pastor, teacher, prophet, evangelist, a, a, one of those gifts in that place guiding, being led by the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul did in the New Testament. Went around establishing places of worship, appointing pastors over those places. That's why Timothy was left in Ephesians and other men in other places. That has not ended. That has not stopped. That is still God's will for the latter church as it was the early church. And it, the only reason... Uh, listen, I understand. Listen, let me just say this: there, there. Yesterday, here in little old Queen City, Texas, twenty miles south of Texarkana, Texas, there was people here from all four states. Yesterday, Arkansas, of course, Texas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma, all four states, Oklahoma, Texas represented here on the grounds yesterday who have this like precious faith who are learning to become more and more determined not to know anything other than Christ and Him crucified outside of faith in the cross we might think we're provoking God's people to love and good works but we're not if we're not learning the word of God in the context of Calvary's cross in the experience learning to experience that word of righteousness, the word of the cross, then we're, we're... Listen, Christianity is about a community, a new community of believers. And there are people that drive 75 miles, 90 miles together here. And we got people just right down the road that won't come to church won't be in the assembling of ourselves together. And hear me this morning, every excuse we make 
as to why we're not gathering in the assembling of ourselves together, it matters not what it might be other than you're incapacitated, you, you cannot come, but that means Monday morning through Saturday you're not going to be able to get up and go do anything else either. Somebody's hearing this morning. Somebody's hearing. you got to quit going and looking for people to agree with your flesh and come gather again with people who agree with what God is doing in and through your life. I'm provoking you right now unto love and good works. Encourage you. If you're not planted in a local church, get planted in a local church. You know, uh, God's you know, you're not you're not listening to a hireling this morning who's worried about if somebody's going to give or stop giving. Listen, at the judgment seat of Christ, I'm, I'm going to be held responsible for what I laid on the table before the people of God that was beneficial to them, that was a blessing to them. And that's going to only be the Word of God in the context of the living Word of God and what Jesus, as the Lamb of God, did for us at Calvary. That's what we put on the table, and that's what we gather in the name of. That's why we get together and worship the Lord. That is the very reason that we can love each other and provoke each other unto love and good works. And that's what I'm doing this morning by calling all the folks in our area to get planted where they're preaching the message of the cross, where there is a gift in that local assembly that's determined to know nothing other than Christ and him crucified. And listen, the Bible says that we're supposed to be involved in this more, look at the end of verse 25, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, more more faithfulness in this avenue to love each other and to provoke, provoke each other unto love and good works as we gather in the assembling together of ourselves. Not less. I, I don't want to be a, a part of the I used to gang. I used to be in church. I used to read my Bible. I used to I used to sing. I used to I used the no, I used to no. The Lord is faithful. He is righteous not to forget our labor of love, the Bible says, in that we have ministered and that we do minister to the saints. Not the I used to, but the I still do trust enough in the cross of Christ to, to allow him to make me obedient <coughs> to the word of God. Now the flesh at this point will cause you to begin to look out at other people who seem to be doing a lot for God, but they're not involved obediently to this portion of Scripture. And that right there is our fleshly self. Instead of just looking at the Word of God, allowing the Spirit of God to deal with us based on the Word of God, we let the flesh begin to look out and reason as to why we really, and the flesh always uses these words, well, you don't have to. Well, you don't have to. The new hidden inner man, if he's allowed to speak and be heard through faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, he, you'll hear your hidden inner man saying, I get to be a part of a congregational setting. I get to pray. I get to be a student of God. The, the flesh is I don't have to. The hidden new and inner man says, I, look at all that I get to do. Look at my inheritance in Christ. Look at my heritage that I can gather with the people of God. Look, 
I'm trying to help you today. There's many, many hundreds of thousands of people all over this country. There are even people in towns and cities that know the cross of Christ is the focus and the answer, but they're not in a local church preaching it. They even have sown for years finances into that church or or other churches who've preached this throughout the years, but then but they're not in one. They're, they're not planted. It pleases the Lord, the Bible says, to plant those in the body where he plants them. There is a planting of the Lord, and according to this scripture, it's going to be it's going to be in a place where you can assemble yourselves together and not be a part of those that have a different manner that have forsaken the assembling together of themselves. And, and, and look at the next verse, verse 26. For if we, see, this is not a whole different thought here. That word for that starts out verse 26 is really because. So get this today. Because if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. Well, now, if you're not careful, you'll try to come on the scene and say that just because people have forsaken the assembling together of themselves, that they have, they're now, that they're now uh, sinning willfully, and, and, and that there's no, there's no, what does it say, that uh, there, there, there remains no more sacrifice for sin. You, you can't say, you can't use this, and say about someone just because they've forsaken the assembling together of themselves that now they're lost. Now, it is not right in God's eyes. It is not right in God's eyes not to be planted in a local church. It's not right in the eyes of God. It's wrong. Now, God understands there's certain situations, but he sees the situations really that lie in the heart. God knows those who are incapacitated, those who have no church to go to, those who, he also sees those who are, are, are old and, and, and lame and there's no way they can get up and, and move. He, but he also sees those that say they can't do this on this day, but every other day they seem to be able to do all these other... God Because see, it's all a matter of the heart. Always. But just because somebody is not in a local assembly doesn't mean they're lost. Doesn't, doesn't, mean, doesn't mean that they can't be hearing and being blessed of the Lord. But there is more in the congregational setting where the assembling of God's people take place. There's more that you can have. And if you really read this, and I hope the Lord shows this to you as he has to me over the last couple days, the danger is, this is what's being warned of here. There is a danger if I forsake the assembling together of myself with other believers if I reject that provoking unto love and good works in the congregational setting where we're assembling together of ourselves, if I, if I forsake that, I'm already, listen, I'm already looking in the wrong direction. I'm already, 
on dangerous ground. And that's, that's really what the context here is. That there is a danger when one forsakes the assembling together of themselves of going even further than that. Now, now I'm going to say that again. But I believe the context of this scripture is that there is a danger, a great danger, of going even further off track if we're already allowing something into our heart that's preventing us from assembling together with others. There's already something off. off there's already flesh is having his way. That, that's it. There, there's no other... If, if we can and we're not in a local assembly, especially in one that's preaching the message of the cross, we know we should be, but we're not. And, and if we say we really don't know we should be, then there's even a greater issue in that. But I believe it's the context of the Scripture is a warning that if we forsake the assembling together of ourselves as others have, there is a great danger of even going further away from the great truth of the sacrifice of Christ. Because hear me today, our lips can say anything. And many times our lips can say what our hearts are not anywhere near being a part of. Jesus said that. Jesus said they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The hearts that are close to the Lord are the hearts that, I'm talking about the hearts of God's people. They're hearts that are still believing under righteousness. Hearts, it's with the heart Man believes unto righteousness and the mouth confesses unto salvation. That Romans 10 and 10 is not an exclusively born-again scripture. That is a scripture for the rest of our walk because Proverbs 8 and 8 says all of God's words are in righteousness. Even that which we're reading today is in righteousness but that his righteousness is revealed only in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. So if we're going to walk in obedience to the word is the word of his power, Hebrews 1 and 3, which is the word of his cross, and what we've been provided through the cross is a boatload of blessings but the number one thing is this. We have received grace for obedience to the faith. The faith that came through righteousness, 2 Peter 1 and 1. The righteousness that our hearts continue to believe unto. God's words of righteousness. When our judgment returns unto righteousness, then our hearts are upright before the Lord, Psalms 94 and 14. When our hearts return to the righteousness of God's word and we find ourselves in the experience of God's word of righteousness, 
The evidence is obedience to his word. Not how I feel, not how I see it, not how they see it. Because that's what the flesh does. He goes and finds a whole group of other people who are being led by the flesh because the flesh is encouraged by numbers. The new hidden inner man, he realizes there it's a, it's a road that, fewer, that few travel. That few travel obedience to God's word without our interjecting our two cents of self involved. We read it, we see it, we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into it. There's a danger there. It's what I'm saying to you today. Whoever you are, wherever you might live all over the world, there's a danger in forsaking the assembling together of yourselves when you don't really have to. You don't, you don't have to. It's amazing what we go and do throughout the week. People tell me all the time how they did this and they did that, but on Sunday morning, they couldn't get up out of that bed. On Sunday morning, and see the flesh, he can do everything he wants to do all week long, but when it comes Sunday morning, I'm not preaching legalism or law to you. Those that say that, they're the ones bound under it themselves. It's not a law that we do anything. It's a grace and a privilege and a great heritage of the Lord to be able to be planted in His body, in His body of believers. The church is the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to get planted, stay planted, and provoke each other unto love and good works from now more and more so until he comes for us. That is what the Bible teaches. Hallelujah. Praise God. So glad you're with us today. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged. I know everything but our flesh will have been. And uh, we just pray that God stir your hearts, our hearts, to continue to carry this great, great truth of the cross every day of our lives. For it remains to be the power and the demonstration of God's Spirit. Hallelujah. Uh, don't forget... Tune in Wednesday night, 640, worship service, and Thursday morning we'll jump right back in here in Hebrews chapter 10. If God stirs your heart <clears throat> to be a blessing to this ministry, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Again, that's 903 903- Two three one fifty nine fifty. Thanks for your help. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.